Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This, well, we testing. should actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Get those bad boys up. Just a smidgen. That sounds There you better. go. Super. All right. We ready to hit this? Oh, let's hit it hard. Let's hit it hard. Oh, man. My stomach. I swear to God. It's, I just got back from a wedding last night. Eating too much. It was a great food-filled wedding, but uh-huh. I think I drank too much like I typically yeah. do. And you got to at a wedding. I mean, like, I don't know. Nobody was drinking. And I was really? like, I was a groomsman, mm-hmm. and I needed to get... Well, the, the, the bride's... One of the bride's brothers was actually getting pretty pretty wicked, and I was like, "All, all right. right, I'm not gonna let this guy outdo me." Mm-hmm. You know, half hour to the party bus, and <laughs> some strange things were happening. Yeah, uh, we were screaming "fist it hard" because mm. uh, there was a all hole right. in the back of the uh, back of the bus mm-hmm. where the trash would go, but yeah. it looked like a glory hole. So <laughs> to put the cans in, you had to put your full fist in. And this poor girl, one of the bridesmaids, was in the back, oh, boy. and um, I was like, "Just put it in there, fist it." Fist it hard. Then everyone starts. Everyone's drunk. Fist it. Fist it. So uh, you can't take me anywhere, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, um, uh, interestingly enough, caught the garter, the female garter. Ooh, and hey. I did not know. I thought it was. You're going to find your well, prince well, charming well, in Vietnam. My buddy, my, my, my buddy who was getting married um, uh-huh. didn't throw the garter very well. And it just like smacked the rooftop and it hit uh-huh. right in front of me. Hmm. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm grabbing this. I grabbed the garter. <laughs> And then I and I don't go to weddings often. Yeah, and yeah. And I'm very I'm never in the weddings mm-hmm. ever. It was in one, one other wedding. We were you and I were pseudo groomsmen for our buddy yeah, who got yeah, married yeah. in Mississippi. Uh-huh. Love you, Quarrel. Um, what do you call it? But like as far as like true blue groomsmen, this is the yeah. first time I ever was a groomsman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and I don't know anything. I didn't even bow to the priest when I got to the altar. When, I, I, just, I didn't know you were supposed to I'm bow to the priest. And I and we went through one preview of uh-huh. it, and I I don't know. I don't know. The point is. I don't know how traditions and weddings work. Mm-hmm. It's not a thing that I'm very used to. Uh, so when I caught the garter, I thought that was it. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Apparently, when you catch the garter, mm. the girl who caught the bouquet, you put the garter on her. Ooh. And I, by this time, I'm like half drunk. Uh-huh. And everyone's telling me I have to put it on with my teeth. And I'm wow. like, what? I didn't know. Th- I did not know of so this So not tradition. only do I have to put this thing on this this girl's leg, uh-huh. I have. To, uh, and I mean, like, oh, did you there. do it? Not with my teeth, because okay. I went up to her and I said, they're telling me to put this on with my teeth. And she says, don't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you. At least someone gave me a better indication as to what I'm supposed And I put it up halfway up her knee. Uh-huh. And then she's all like, I want it up further. Ooh. And I'm all like, uh, and pictures, uh, uh, 100 people are watching me. Oh, my God. This is not you know, a Friday evening at, a, at, a, at, a, at an adult club. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Uh-huh. It was it was innocent enough. We had an awkward hug afterwards. Okay. I felt awkward. Yeah. And I and I was like, I had no idea this was the responsibility I had to take care of. So that's my wow. stomach's a little queasy right now. I so hear that. what about myself, man? I've been I've been I've been off the diet wagon. I know. It happens. On Wednesday, I ate a whole frozen pizza. God, I love doing that. <laughs> I was in I was what type of pizza was it? Oh no. It was just a generic pepperoni pizza like one of those like generic pepperoni pizzas yeah, yeah, yeah. like not, not like a red baron no just no like, nothing just, like that just one that's wrapped into and, and yeah pl- did you get it across the street I was, no i was in target yeah and i was looking at the pizzas and yeah. i'm like i shouldn't do this and did you i do really it? shouldn't do this and did you do but it but i did it oh yeah dude now and i want I got uh, now home, i want pizza oh, put man. that bad boy in the oven said i'm just gonna eat half tonight and then i ate the whole you thing ate the <laughs> whole thing dude i love nights like that yeah. i want to um I put sriracha sometimes, or, mm. or ooh, I dip it in ranch sometimes. I wouldn't do that. Oh, I'd love dipping know, pizza in ranch. I know you like weird pizzas. I like bacon, cheese, chicken, and ranch. I'm pretty traditional with my pizzas. Yeah, just like the plain sauce and pepperoni. That's right. Go figure. I don't know. I really love pizza. Pizzas are like one of my faves, uh, go-to things. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's just something that I enjoy eating and putting in my mouth. Can I tell you something I'm noticing, David? Oh, God. Don't say I have, I'm growing a belly. Not that. Okay. Well, that, but something else. What? what? You got some nice jeans on. Whoa! That's right. Thank you. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I know you guys have been anticipating the end, end of mm. the story that I've been trying to buy jeans. So, I decided to go and get some jeans. I bought some jeans, and I was happy with them. However, mm. they had a very distinct smell to them. 
Most jeans often do when you buy them. Not necessarily. You should wash them and they get they don't smell anymore. Okay. Oh, well, even after you wash. Even washed? after wow. I washed them, it smelled like um flamorodal. Speaking of what? Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. Speaking, let me interject for okay. a second. Yes. When I moved to my apartment like a year and a half ago, right. I bought a pillow. Yeah. It's a great pillow. It's so comfortable, but right. that thing smelled for like a month. A formaldehyde? Yeah. So I did some research about this because okay. the smell wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like that musky, and I don't want to be a jerk, but like an elderly man smell. Yeah. And uh-huh. it was like it would seep into my skin Ugh. from the jeans. So Ugh. even when I took that my can't jeans be off, that, it's, it's not. It's not. It could kill you. <laughs> it could kill you. Whoa. So it turns out, I'm reading this online, and a lot of dyes in the past five, six years in, in jeans, especially, mm-hmm. have been using uh, flamel. Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. Exactly. Formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not spelled formaldehyde. It's spelled, okay. like, it's spelled like an F O R, isn't it? I don't know. Anyways, formaldehyde. And um, they, that's, they use formaldehyde in the dyeing process. Mm-hmm. And to get certain wash looks, mm-hmm. it, they, they use it more often than not. So I call up, you know, I got it at American Eagle, my, my jeans. I, okay. I, I like American Eagle jeans. They fit well. They have a good wash. I usually wear Levi's. There's nothing wrong with it either but, way as long yeah. as it's your own style. Mm-hmm. Um, so I call them up. I tell I tell this poor like I don't know eighteen year old girl mm-hmm. about my qualm. I said I've been buying jeans from American <laughs> Eagle. I sound like an old man. I've been buying jeans at your establishment for like, years, and this is the first time this has happened. She's like, oh, this old guy's trying to pick me up. <laughs> and I and I said to her, what can you do to prevent me from smelling like a walking corpse right now? Uh-huh. And that's what I, that's what I told her. <laughs> and she's like, sir, I'm very sorry, but this is like more of a, a, a store issue thing you know mm-hmm. i recommend calling them up and seeing if you can have an exchange and she went on the story about her jeans smelling bad once mm. and then i'm thinking there's a problem with our society there yeah. is a endemic of things going wrong with jeans and uh-huh. i for one it was not going to stand for it so i marched over the american eagle i hope so and they said they had the same pair the same type of you know whatever you call it uh waist and everything yeah 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 and i said here you go and they're about to pack it up and i said can I sniff those? <laughs> and he's all like, sure. And I sniff them. And I'm like, oh, God, no. And they smelled uh-huh. like, you know, I was in a freaking, uh, you know, a funeral home. Yeah, like, yeah. it smelled awful. And I said, I can't buy these. I have to exchange it for something else. So I looked for the. Uh, so I looked at their other jeans, and some of their other washes didn't smell like it. Interesting. But some of their other washes did, did smell like it. So mm. I think it's a, it's a, there's an issue with the dyeing process. Even the yeah. guy said... You know, there are issues with certain jean washes that just mm-hmm. don't go away. So it's obvious that there's a problem in the industry right now as far as For jean sure. dyeing goes. I had to buy a shirt, went to Express, didn't have the right pants. And so I'm wearing mm. Gap jeans right now, which is my third bet to go to, which I What's don't dislike. Uh, ex- Express. Okay. Express okay. jeans, just because they're so expensive, but yeah. they didn't have the correct wash I liked. This isn't mm. even the correct wash. I'm hoping that it fades a little more because it's yeah. a little dark for me. But mm. I, just, I like it. Thank it's a good, nice look. Thank you. I appreciate it. The fit was well. The fit was done well. Mm-hmm. But even when I went to Gap, I had to smell their jeans, uh-huh. and some of their jeans smelled like embalming fluid as well. Yep. So something needs to be done in the industry. I think we need to make a petition, ladies and gentlemen, about you know save the jeans or something. Mm. Uh, because I, I what else do what else do people wear when they go outside anymore? It literally. Everybody wears jeans, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to look fancy and spancy and my butt looking firm and nice Ooh. and beautiful. I want people to say, like, I love it when you wear skinny jeans. Those mm. jeans are just amazing. Like, mm. that makes me feel like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing it right. Amen. Yeah, I'm doing it right. But you know what, David? What? It's not like these jean sellers are the only consumer services that are under-delivering these days. You are telling me. Restaurants under-deliver, too. Oh, my God. So- including... Give me an example. I got you one for right now, Timmy. All right. It's called Cadoba. Hmm. So you all know that I have a penchant for insulting Panera Bread. Or not a, no, critiquing, being angry, being, being accosted. Being, being justly being angry. Being justly angry over Panera Bread's yes. Italian sandwich combo. Um, so I was at Cadoba. Now, hmm. I see they have a new thing on the menu. Ooh. It's mango chicken salad BS. And I was okay. like, all right. I you know I was going to go to Chipotle, actually. Remember mm-hmm. I was telling you this before? Yeah, like, I re- oh, I remember. Ago? 
when the Chipotle got super sick or wow. had a huge stomach thing. Mm-hmm. I prefer Chipotle's burritos, but I don't prefer salmonella. Hmm. So I went to Cadoba, which, by the way, did not have a stomach ache. So thank yeah. you, Cadoba, for not making I me I never sick. go to these like Mexican fast food places. There's a pretty decent Mexican restaurant by me that makes good burritos. So. Well, Westchester, That's my we, go- we, yeah, only, we only have one taco joint, but yeah. I, don't, I don't feel comfortable spending $4 on a taco that I need to eat seven of to feel full. Okay. Like, I, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, the, the tacos where I go to are like, they're good $8. But they're pretty packed. All right. Well, if they're yeah. packed. Well, I'm talking about, well, you know how tr- the quote unquote traditional tacos are, hmm. where it's like that flat tortilla. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. like, it's like a little bit of meat, a little bit of sauce. Yeah, going, but yeah, but yeah. it's a sauce that really makes it like Mexicano mm-hmm. or Mexicano. Mexicano. Um, so I don't know. Like, I-, I tried my best to do with what I have with what I have. So I was like, yeah. all right, mango, chicken, salad. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And I was like, well, you know what? I don't really want chicken right now. I want beef. So go up to the cash register guy, people, the little order people that would do the make the stuff, whatever. Uh-huh. And I said to him, um, "Is there a way that we can substitute um, uh, the chicken, uh, the steak for the chicken, uh-huh. or is that a non sequitur?" <laughs> I said this to the a guy. Non sequitur. <laughs> yeah. That's not what. That's not what a non sequitur means. So I didn't use the word correctly in a sentence. Yeah. Well, he didn't know it either. He said okay. in, in context. <laughs> I, bet, I bet he didn't. <laughs> I, in context, he said, "I'm going to say that we, you're asking if we can or cannot do this." And I was like, <laughs> "You're using good context clues." And then he turns to the girl next to him and says, "Can we substitute the chicken with uh, with a steak?" And she took like a two second pause and looked at him, looked at me. Looked at him. You could almost <laughs> even see a sigh coming from her. <laughs> yes, we can make that happen. And I'm thinking to myself, really, really, this is this is a complicated question to uh-huh. ask. This is a this is an issue that needs to be taking place right now. You, it's it's it's. I see how you make your freaking bowls, guys. Like mm-hmm. you literally just put a freaking spatula of crap in one thing and put it into the other, and you're in your in your in your in your in your paper bowl bullshit. Like That's how listen, they do it. it's not a big deal. It's yeah. not hard and complicated. And I'm not trying to insult their intelligence. I'm just saying, just don't give me a rough time. Yeah. And then, uh-huh. you know, the, guy, the, the boy who was in the back doing the thing mm-hmm. said it's going to cost a little extra. I said, I'm fine with that. I already assumed that. Can you just put the damn meat in my, in my bowl, please? <laughs> so, and it was a decent dish. But okay. for, for what well, it was. That's good. But I was like, why, 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 is this, why, is this, why do you have to make this so uh-huh. complicated? I go to McDonald's and I and I order a freaking burger and I get I get instead of American cheese I get white cheddar. No one questions me, but when I go to Wendy's, it's a big goddamn deal. Uh-huh. Like God forbid, I ask for freaking what what are they, what type of non-American cheese do they have? It's um oh god, Asiago. Which Asiago. Is awful. I hate uh-huh. Asiago cheese. It's, I have no opinion. Anyway, what a non sequitur is is a statement or an argument that's just totally unrelated to the topic. Could you say though, is it non sequitur? No, no. Now, for example. If, how would we how would we put non sequitur? Okay, let's say you said, "Can I substitute the steak for the chicken?" And he said, "No, we can't." And you said, "What? Why not?" And he said, "Well, because the capital of Mississippi is whatever, right?" That statement, <laughs> that argument is totally maybe, irrelevant. Maybe, but maybe, <laughs> maybe that would be a maybe. Actually, maybe my word does make sense because I think this is where I think what I is knew the capital of Mississippi, Jackson. Yeah, Jackson. Okay. Jackson, Mississippi. Um, what do you call it? We were there once. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, what do you call it? I don't know. I feel like me saying it's a non sequitur mm-hmm. overemphasizes <laughs> what could be the difficulty <laughs> of like I kind of have a feeling like uh-huh. if I ask this question, will this become like a what? What? This is completely unrelated <laughs> to this ball. Does it not say chicken mango uh-huh. freaking ball? That's a non sequitur, man. Where are you? Were in okay, the, you're you can... in the you're in the twilight zone. <laughs> I'm sticking by my word. It's uses. a little bit belabored, but you can make the I, argument. I, I, I think that's what I think. I all literally right. purposely made it belabored. You know what? All this talk about salad has reminded me about a certain person who's lent his name to a very popular salad. Joey salad. Julius Caesar. Oh, right, right. All right, Timmy, tell us about Julius Although Caesar. Although his name is actually pronounced Kaiser. Julius mm. Kaiser. But it has a role. That's a role. Julius Kaiser. Yeah, like a okay. role. Anyway, Kaiser. Yeah, that's from the same thing. Kaiser role. Kaiser, Kaiser role. I said yeah. that. I said that. Anyway, so a group of scientists and artists just this morning. Great bunch of people. Really, oh, yeah. Recently released a um, reproduction of his head. Yes. They say this is a realistic. Um, representation of what his head looks like based off of all these different busts and paintings and whatnot from the time period. And they're trying to, uh, um, you know, mix them all together to get a realistic representation. And it looks ridiculous. 
Like his head is misshapenly large. Oh my god! And ugly, really? and he just looks really messed up. I saw the picture. I believe it. I, He's well, an Italian, so <laughs> this is why I know you wanted this in the in the podcast today because you just want to shit on Italians. The greatest Italian, <laughs> not the greatest. Up, Napoleon was one of the greatest. Eh, I mean, he's a Corsican, okay? But he is Italian. They wouldn't even consider themselves Italian. He's Italian. But who else is? Who wouldn't? Who else would be the greatest Italian? Uh, it's got to be Caesar. Greek, I mean, Alexander the Great was Greek. Yeah, or, not or Italian. Come on. I, I, I know. No, I know. he he was Greek. Like Macedon. Current day Macedonia is not what Macedonia was then. What Macedonia was then. Well, is you, in Greece. it's hard to it's hard to argue that Alexander the Great was Greek. He like, was Greek. It, I don't. It's I, he, exceptionally he, easy to anyone in that time period would have said that guy's a Greek. That's not true because it's the true. Greeks were Athenians, Spartans. There was a. It was a city state. Okay, like a he bunch was. Of city he was on together. the periphery, but he was. It was a kingdom of Macedonia. He was Macedonian. That's like His, saying Athens wasn't Greek because it was called Athens. No, it's not. It, it, Macedonia was not part all right, of all right, the all right. city state union. It wasn't. Right. It's just not. That's just. Okay. It's just not true. All right. Uh, anyways, um, maybe you could say Augustus. Are we still on this? Yeah. All right. What about the Pope? What, which which one? This the, one? The, the the many popes. The many popes. They're they're, they're greatest <laughs> Italians. There you go. Some were Italian. Actually, most of the very bad Marco popes Polo, were Italians. He was cool. It was cool. Christopher Columbus. He's Italian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a, yeah. So there you go. There's well, a he wasn't that great a guy. I mean, that's objectionable. I mean, yeah, he wasn't yeah, a great yeah. leader. Mm. I mean, like, I've read enough historical documents and primary sources about the argument between whether or not he himself was a terrible person or was it that he was a terrible leader. But we're not going to get... The fact is, we'll never know. We'll never know. Who, yeah. we'll, and, well, that's why we... And have, it was centuries ago. Back then, no one was a good person by our standards. Probably. No, you're, true enough. Um, but back to the Caesar thing. Mm-hmm. So it's an amalgamation... Of all of the busts and pictures of of something of, of, like of that. The, of the, that era, obviously we don't have his skull. Right, of course. Um, it's up Cleopatra. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but what do you call it? So it's an amalgamation of all these busts and things, and trying to figure out what it is. So uh-huh. we're assuming that all these busts were properly done. Yeah, and, which is quite an assumption. Yeah, it's quite the assumption. And on top of that, like, I don't know, like, I just feel like, let's just combine all these heads together and make a super head. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Basically. They just wanted to make it look weird so it would go viral. I mean, I'm assuming that's, that's what probably it what it was. I mean, I'm sure he was disfigured some other way because he's an Italian and which which ones aren't. But yeah, still, he wasn't disfigured in this way. Right. And keep going. OK. So anyway, David, let's get to some real news. So this was actually a big news, um, a big news story from a couple weeks ago. We both meant to talk about it, but during those podcasts where we meant to talk about it, it kind of slipped our mind. But it's recently sort of come back into the news because you're familiar with Trump's um, press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, right? Yes. So she was at a restaurant in um, Washington, D.C. the other day. She was asked to leave by the owner, and this became like a little mini scandal. And many liberals are arguing against her, saying, listen, you, you can't be offended because you said that Trump's administration would support the right of this past story Correct. when a um, bakery declined to bake a cake for a gay wedding. So, th- yeah, now this I read. It's, it's funny you say that because uh-huh. I because there was a big story about the gay wedding mm-hmm. uh, being or the. Individuals who were getting married who were gay and uh-huh. were trying to get a wedding cake for themselves. Yep. Or it wasn't uh-huh. even a wedding cake, actually. No, it was a wedding cake. No, I think it was a reception. Like, it was a cake. No, no, no. It, it was, was a reception. But it was for the wedding. It was, yeah, it was for the wedding. It wasn't okay. the official wedding cake. Um, but it doesn't really matter. Or does it? Because if you read the Supreme Court reasonings for siding with the bakery for refusing service to them. Yeah, it didn't have to do with the actual anything with the service. actual issue It had hand. to do with what the state commission. Exactly. I mean, if you read the quotes from the state commission, it's obvious they were incredibly biased against this bakery. Right, right. And I mean, even if you're a left-wing person and you're all about they shouldn't be able to refuse service, right like no, ob- no objective person right. could look at what this um, state commission right. said to the baker right. during the official hearing and right. say that he was given a fair hearing. And you he know just what? clearly that wasn't. That may very well be true. Uh-huh. And, it's, and, and honestly, you know, and if it is, so be it. That now. being said, however, uh-huh. uh, there are additional similar lawsuits going up through the judicial system. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it will stick better, and it probably will stick now, better. Now, here's, here's where I think this is not an easy case. I okay. don't think this is an easy case. Okay. 
in the media, this is often portrayed as this bakery refused service to gay people. Yes. They refused to serve homosexuals. Correct. That's not what happened here. And the, um, the, really? nu- the nuances matter. They specifically refused to bake the cake for the wedding. They said, you know what? We're, we, you can buy other stuff from us. You can order other stuff from us. We just don't want to bake a wedding cake well, I mean, because it's a gay wedding. I think that's very different from refusing service to a gay individual. Because in that case, you're refusing service to an individual I don't for know. what they are. I don't know. It's like saying, it's like saying to like, let's, let's, let's put like, Should a bakery be forced to bake a cake for some sort of political event that they strongly disagree with? Like, what if you have a very progressive liberal baker and the Republican National Convention is coming into town and they want a, you know, big cake with an elephant on it? I think they should be able to refuse I don't, that. I don't know. Political affiliation is different from sexuality. And that's, and that's a thing. Like, In some ways... And well, you're in many different ways. I think it's. I think too, it comes down to the rationale behind honestly societal. I, what what do societal? What is this? What type of society we want to live in? I think it's really uh-huh. what it comes down to. And I don't think I want to live in a society where a person is unable to buy a cake based off of their sexuality. Th- but that wasn't the case. However, well, it, so you're saying, and I get where you're coming from. They didn't refuse all services. Uh-huh. They refused. A service, the wedding cake. But that same that same argument can be used. I'm playing devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. What if they said, you know what? You're a white person burying a non-white person. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with interracial marriage. I will not give you a marriage cake or, mm-hmm. or wedding cake. But you could buy my freaking crappy cookies. Okay, like. It, that would never fly in court, ever. Maybe you know not. What I mean, it wouldn't. It just wouldn't. But the other thing is, you say I don't want to live in this or that society. I don't want to live in a society. There's where a lot of things about this society that I don't want to live in. You know what I mean? But th- that's true. However, like, in the court of law, okay, if if we're gonna put this on paper, I and mean, precedent, people people are allowed to be terrible. Of course they are. But in legally, any number of but things. if they own a business, an establishment that serve that provides services and goods to the uh-huh. commonwealth or to the people, they can't pick and choose on whom they want to do that for. You I agree. I mean? They shouldn't be able to pick and choose who they serve, but I do think they should be able to pick and choose what they make in terms of what it's going to and whether or not they want to expend their talent and I their think, creativity towards a certain and, event rather than towards a certain class of person. I, I think it is, but it's not so much an event as it is a class per person. I disagree. It's an event. I it's a it's wedding. I think it's the same argument that was used for separate but equal. I, I'm not saying that you're a racist or anything. I'm just saying that I think that argumentation goes against certain stipulations within state constitutions that are, that, that disallow for discrimination based on sexuality, race, or gender. And I think those— And are- by the way, I, I really think it's not quite reasonable to compare opposition to gay marriage to opposition to um, interracial marriage. Well, Because what you're, ag- <laughs> what you're against fits into a societal framework, right? And oppos- what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is opposition to gay marriage is not a crazy fringe position. It's not a crazy fringe position. Neither was in the 1960s in then, certain parts of America. Right, then. Was Well, that's the whole point I'm trying to make. It was then. It was changed because it was wrong, and it should be changed now. I mean, you don't have to support gay marriage, okay? Not you specifically, but anybody. You don't Barack have to. Obama was elected not supporting gay marriage. I, I'm, I understand that. However... During times of great transition of societal norms and this way in which we want a society to be held, um, there is there is that time of, of of transition where people have maybe even if it is fifty fifty, I don't know. Look at board Brown versus Board of Education. Look at um, how in which they had to get the National Guard in to protect these African American children to get into school. Now I'm not equating a person trying to buy a cake yeah, with yeah, yeah. children trying to go to Which school. Which I do honestly think isn't a bad thing to consider. Why? Because I think when you're talking about how you should use the law to enforce equal provision of services, I think there there maybe should be a case in terms of like how important is this service? And what are the other alternatives? Like these people 
could have found any other bakery to bake them a cake, right? Uh, again, but the tip, is it so it's important? a slippery slope, man. Is no, it's not. I don't yes, think so. Yes, it is so. because it's the same argument that could say, well, why did these African-Americans have to go to this specific white re- or fancy whatever restaurant? Right, but at that, Aren't there no, alternatives for there them to eat elsewhere? There weren't at the time. There, there weren't at the time. Or just alternatives to eat elsewhere? Not really at the time, but of now course it's there totally was. different. Uh, or, of course there was. There were some I, I alternatives. Same, I, I'm pretty sure these are the same arguments Okay, listen, used. In, the, in the Jim Crow South... Refusing service or refusing whatever based on race was extremely common, right? Yes. But in modern society, refusing service based on sexuality is rather uncommon. So I do think that makes an important but I think, difference. But it could become common, and it sets a precedent. And I think no, it goes I, against I don't other. Think that, I think no, it's, I don't it, think there's it, any it good sets reason. A precedent, and I think it goes against other precedents of anti-discriminatory acts done within this country. I believe we'll have to agree to disagree on this point. Well, now, I disagree morally with them not make well, obvious. I mean, if if it were me, I'd make the freaking cake. Right? Here's the thing: I, I would bet money when this, when the other court, when the mm-hmm. other proceedings go up the court chain, okay, that it will be illegal to say you can't make a cake for a gay wedding. I don't know. I think I, I I'm, I'm going to bet money on that. I would disagree with that legal ruling, and it's not a moral position; it's a legal position. And you can have those. And you know what? It'd be interesting to read. As someone, if anyone would have ever made an article about the parallels between the two cases, between Board of Brown versus Board of Education mm-hmm. and other anti-discriminatory acts against individuals who are not white, um, uh, and what could there be the parallels of reasonings for the it, um, uh, arguing that it is it is discriminatory against yeah. individuals who are homosexuals to to go to establishments to ask for services and goods. Mm-hmm. It'll probably win. I, I think it will win. I think Maybe. it will win. It's just we'll that, that what, however they organized this case was it, garbage. It was very I mean, like, specific. Remember that one case they had back, I think it was the 70s, hmm. where there was so much news coverage against this guy. I forget. It was famous. I about, don't remember. About a murder or something or other. No, um, I don't remember. And it went all the way to the Supreme Court, but the Supreme Court are uh, favored in favor of the person getting charged for murder uh-huh. because the because there was so much bias in the media yeah. that you could not find an impartial uh, mm-hmm. jury to not have had seen this person and yeah. been put to mm-hmm. a certain light. I think eventually he did go back to court for because uh, he because he was acquitted for the murder because of the he can't because he can't be provided a fair trial. But he was charged for. Um, what was OJ charged for? It wasn't murder. murder. No, he wasn't charged for mor- murder. He was charged. Oh, he was. He was sued C- in civil, civil court yeah, civil for court. like undue. Like he was found responsible for the death, but not criminally, but civilly. So yeah, he had to pay that, out. that's what happened to this uh-huh. guy. I forget the actual court hearing case. So hmm. it is important. You gotta, if you know, even if you are right. Yeah. In 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 in, in as far ha- as if if you are making a legal decision, yeah. you can't let your feel. I mean, you have to have feelings of justice I understand and whatnot, that. right? But you have to be letter of the law. Logical, and, 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 and you have to make sure you're giving the person every right that they deserve exactly. to be afforded. Because it's like a game of chess. You just got to make sure that you have everything down to a T to a mm-hmm. point at which it comes about. I mean, there's always these mixed moves that you didn't see, and that's what law is. Mm-hmm. However, I think in this particular case, I still think justice will be wrong for those in which who believe that this was a, ra- uh, a, a discriminatory action done by the baker. We will see. Well, there's a lot of... Uh, What's the word? Controversial news stories out right now. Yes. One of which relates to immigration. Oh, goodness gracious. So down at the border. This is terrible. This is a terrible thing going it on. It is, but it's not like... So it's expanded <laughs> under Trump what's going on. Yes. But this isn't a new thing. This it's family not, separation is not, it's I think not it, a I new think thing. I think it started under the Clinton administration. Yeah. I think there was a legal loop reasoning uh-huh. for this. And I don't... I don't know enough about what Clinton's true beliefs over 20 years ago really was about. Bill Clinton has no true beliefs. Yeah. So, <laughs> nor does Touché. Hillary. Oh, God. This is, this is, this no is one named, show classics. No one named Clinton has a true belief. Except I really want more money and I really want more power. Those are their true beliefs. And more Monica. More Monica. <laughs> Where's my Monica? Oh, my God. So, anyway, what's Foaming going at on? at the mouth. Is it. Monica. So crossing into America without authorization or whatever is illegal, right? Correct. So it's a misdemeanor. So often what happens is when people are apprehended, they're picked up, right? Right. And they either say, well, okay, I was really just trying to cross. Or sometimes they'll say, hey, I'm a refugee. If you claim to be a refugee, you're afforded certain rights because we have to look into your case. Correct. So before what's happening now, what often would go on is they would be processed and then they'd be like paroled back in society and like, okay, go in the country, um, go about your business, 
The legal system will process, appear back in court at this date, and then you'll get a decision. But in the meantime, you're allowed to go about in the country if you have relatives or whatever, right? That used to be what happened. Now, everyone they pick up, they're charging with the crime, and they're keeping them detained rather than allowing them to go out into the country telling them, come back to a court at this date. It's like, you're detained, you're not going to get the chance to go out into the country and disappear, which happens not at all infrequently. It right. happens very frequently. Right, right. We're going to keep you detained until you have your court date. Then after that court date, if you're told to go home, you're going home. But hey, if you're told, you know, your status was um, approved, you can stay, then you can stay. But until then, you're being detained. Okay. All right. So when people are detained, right now you're not allowed to detain the families together. For, for some weird law that was passed in 1997. Right. So if a parent comes with a child and the parent's detained on a misdemeanor awaiting legal processing, yeah. the kid has to be detained separately because that's how it has to work. Yes. So that's the legal thing that's going on here. Correct. So it's just good to get the facts straight because a lot of... Obviously, there's so much hysteria about this right, topic, right, and I'm right. not saying it's a great thing. No. I think if you're going to do the whole detention thing, you have to find a way to keep the families together. Exactly. In my I opinion. mean, if this is going to be your policy, mm -hmm. okay, do it in a way and that's that Trump treats is, people humanely. Yeah, that's okay? what Trump is trying to do now. Well, he was na the keyword was now, now yeah, because uh -huh. originally his rhetoric was these people. Yeah. If he if he even called them people, uh -huh. I, I don't have the quotes on hand. You know, if even if he said the word, I doubt he believes it. Um, based on his for his previous words action and mm. actions um these people came here illegally mm. they are illegal immigrants mm. you know all these you know strong rhetorical phrase phraseology uh -huh. again dehumanizing individuals they're not sending their best you know they're not sending <laughs> their best you know all this bullshit that they've been saying uh -huh. and you know trump is he he's sort of a genius with words Oh God! I don't know if I'm gonna give him that. Just he 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 coins so many memorable phrases, <laughs> and he like and his I don't know. I, I think he's obviously he's not like a James. Timmy Joyce. is comparing no. Timmy's comparing Trump to modern day Shakespeare. No, but there's he's a, having a hard time disagreeing with that <laughs> statement. Well, uh, uh, mm, mm, he has this. I don't know. He just has a certain a certain talent with words that well, many do not. Well, I'll say okay. So back up a bit. So as I okay. said. He originally, uh, that, that was a non sequitur. <laughs> yes, he originally um, he originally said no. We need to separate the two, yeah, the families yeah. from the uh -huh. children, all this other stuff. And then after a humongous political upheaval, oh yeah, over big time. It, you know what I mean? And mind you, one of those who were proponents of not allowing the separation of families was Hillary Clinton. Uh -huh. And it's just just so funny because you know I know it wasn't her doing this in ninety seven, mm, but it nope. still was the Clintons that did this. Yep. Anyhow, so. He, then after his huge uproar, he like impromptu signs this big political executive order saying, uh -huh. as of right now, any new detainees will not be separated. But it doesn't if apply retroactively, it which does is not, bad. Which it should about apply 2,000 families right mm -hmm. now or 2,000 people have are still separated under uh -huh. the old policy. And I would hope that they are taking initiatives to uh, rectify. rectify that. Uh -huh. Thank you. To make sure that that they are brought back to with one another. I mean, think about it. For God's sakes, you have a 10-year-old boy being separated from his freaking family. like, mm -hmm. or, 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 or God forbid, a girl, you know, younger. And in those camps, I can only imagine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So now they're building these, I guess, uh, facilities uh -huh. in military bases now. Hmm. Okay? And I guess that's the initiative going forward. But then you saw Melania Trump. Mm -hmm. All right. So she had a quote. Uh, she had a, a green coat. Uh-huh. I think she got it from Zara, which is like a $40 coat, which wow. makes you wonder, <laughs> why are you wearing $40 coats, uh -huh. okay, which makes you wonder, Yeah, is this reasoning, is it not for fashion? Apparently not. Mm -hmm. It's maybe for a point. Yeah. And the coat says, it says, I don't I'm, care to you. Yeah, I really don't care. Do you? And this is when she was visiting the, the children, the, the children <laughs> and all this other stuff. A little noticed um, parallel here. Funny enough, um, I don't care in Italian, no me frege, was one of like the main slogans of the fascist like beat up squads on the street. The brown shirts? Yeah, yeah, brown shirts. Of uh, during Mussolini times. Hmm? No me frege, I don't care. Go figure. Um, so maybe a little wink wink to, to Il Duce. That would be interesting. I, I, who knows how? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Um, um, Donald Trump did once retreat, retweet a 
uh, a Benito Mussolini quote. Oh my god, which made big big news. Um, what do you call it there? So Trump said that it was under the avid avid support from his wife to make this executive order. Like he's <laughs> like like my wife. Talk to me about this. Uh, you know, not not the millions, literally millions of Americans telling me that I'm uh-huh. an ass for doing this. It was my wife. It mm-hmm. was my wife. So maybe if I give her the street cred for this, she will sleep in the same room with me for the first time in yeah. many months because <laughs> I was hanging around with hookers during uh, when, his when entire I, life, his entire my entire life. You know, uh-huh. I still find it fascinating that that guy just eats fast food. Like that's his main, <laughs> like. <laughs> That's a non sequitur. Oh my god! <laughs> Anyways, but um, it's a terrible instance of w- in which you know, it's it's a, it's a dirty chapter in American history. Let me let me like transparent. It's a fascinating here. chapter it, in American. Well, history. well, I'm talking about this immigration issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I totally agree with the fact that every country has the right to have borders uh-huh. uh, or or enforce borders, mm-hmm. okay, and have a proper system of in and outs, okay. Uh-huh. But I think it should be done more humanely in the way in which America is doing it and has had been doing it for many years. And mm-hmm. I think, too, it really just – I sometimes wonder, honestly. There's a couple feelings I have about this. When people are so abhorrent against people coming to this country from other countries. Uh-huh. And it's like – you know, the argument has been used countless times. Our country is a country of immigrants. Mm. We came here from other countries to establish a new a better life, a hope for a better future, okay? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I, when I see people in their rhetoric on Facebook, which is so toxic, by the way, mm. and saying things like, you know, uh, you know, get them out of here. Get and like, you know, this is a country. We don't need any illegals. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, it's just is it ignorance? Is it evilness? Is it true stupidity to not realize that you're only here? Because your family that came over here, more more likely than not, were poor, okay, and wanted a better life than the village or the town or the squalors that you had lived in hmm. generations ago, and they were scared to get on that boat, scared to get on that plane, scared to cross that border, okay? Mm. They were fearful of what the unknown could be, but the thing that guided them was the idea for a better life, a mm. hope for something to come of it. And to think, if you, and it gives me goosebumps to think, like my family came over here like that. Uh-huh. Your family came over here like that, mm-hmm. okay? Mine from Italy, you're from, from, from Ireland, okay? Mm-hmm. Ireland's potato famine was awful. Uh-huh. Millions were dying, and they came over here for a better life, a future that would be better than what they could have had in Ireland, okay? My family came over here from Italy in the town of Naples, okay? Mm. Hope we we were masons for God's sakes. We started a fruit stand in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay, mm-hmm. we were hoping for a better life, and what we became as who we are right now, Tim, are from the back sweat and fear from our forefathers. Okay, mm-hmm. and to think that I would have the volition, the the the, the tenacity, the mm-hmm. bile within my mouth to say to somebody, "You don't deserve." The right to come to this country in hopes for a better future. Mm. How many how many Irish relied on their papers when they got to Ellis Island? How many all Italians right I'm not saying all of them did, but yeah, you yeah. can't you can't you can't agree that everybody came here legally. There's a reason why, and, and you know, excuse me for my derogatory ancient statement, Go for it. but a, a, a discriminatory word Wah. against Italians. I uh-huh. can say it. You can't. <laughs> Was WAP. I can say Mick. You can say, yes, you can say that. And WAP was an abbreviation for a a racial slang terminology for Italians, meaning Mm -hmm. without papers. You dirty WAP. Okay, Uh that was its historical contextual word to discriminate discriminate against Italians coming over. Okay, we had our share too. But I see Italians, people who have Italian backgrounds. I see people who have Irish backgrounds. I have seen people, you know, even English backgrounds. Mm. They came over here because England didn't want them. Okay, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's hundreds of years removed now. Yeah, Yeah, okay. But still, that was a part of their lives. That was a part of their history. That's a part of their blood. And to spit on other people, to say that they shouldn't be here, 
is like so it's it's just so cancerous it makes me sick to my stomach mm. to think that you could be so horribly evil or horribly stupid to have those arguments again i am not saying that i don't support a country to have borders mm-hmm. a country to have laws in which it would regulate people to come over uh-huh. okay but to not give them the very rights of the very minimum, even if you have to put them back to the country that they come from, okay? The very minimum of giving them the right of be, being humanely treated. Just it, – it makes me sad because who knows what my forefathers had to have dealt with. I, I don't mm. know the stories. I don't know. Uh-huh. They're too far away from me now. I don't have that historical background, okay? But I have the empathy to understand what it feels like to have pain. And I can have the empathy to feel of understanding that what it means to have hope for the future and hoping for things that could not be foreseen right now but for the future to happen later, Okay. That's hope, okay? All human existence, we all have that similar trait. We we may be from different backgrounds, different languages, mm. different cultures, different different skin colors, but one thing I think the human spirit has within us is the is the hope for something better. That's why we we left Africa mm. and we migrated and spread across all this world. That's why we 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 for the for better or for not went off and did our own thing. That, hope for something better. And I'm not going to spit on these poor people for having hope for a better future. And I think it is despicable, you know, I could spit on President Trump every day, but you know what? Mm. I, it makes me sad. It makes me truly angry and sad to see people who I love, people who I care about, people who I know are good people in, in many different ways, have such a, a malicious viewpoint and such an unempathetical view of these individuals. It's not, I'm not even just talking about Hispanics or Mexicans or Nordoans, Ecuadorians, mm. Peruvians. I'm not talking about Latin America. I'm talking about any sort of individual that comes to this country for a, for a better life. I would never – I'm not – I just think to spit on someone who wants something better for their children is despicable. And, and and for shame on any of you listeners or – and I think you should put for shame on anyone you know mm. who has that type of mentality. Because as I said, and I know it's used over and over again, people – oh, we're, we're, we're a country of immigrants. I don't think people really realize what that means because after a generation or two, you forget the privilege that you have given how you had to start up. Your blood had to start up in this country. So so a pox on you who, who feel that way. You you need to take some real time to really in, look inside yourself. Oh, Tim, I'm getting riled up today about Hey, this. I was just thinking for our last episode, we had to have an impassioned, yeah. <laughs> extended David rant. I, I just – I we thank got you, Tim. It. I thank you, Timmy. I'm glad. The only thing we're missing on the last episode is a song. But, that's oh, true. Um, oh goodness gracious! My song. Um, uh, I could write a song a thousand miles long, and that's where I belong. All right, I think we've all had Tim, enough. And you belong with me, Ooh. not swallowed in the sea. Mm. God, I want to sing. Did you that's, just make that? Off that's the that's top? Coldplay. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, but um, beautiful song, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's one of that's a bucket list. I want to be on stage one day and actually practice songs uh-huh. and sing to a group of people. Like hey, I've never truly – actually, I've done that once in elementary school. I made a song oh, okay. about the Bull Tavern. Mm. Uh, here's a non sequitur. Long story short, I like to make songs when I was a child. Okay. I That's actually not wrote, a non sequitur. I because... actually wrote songs. It was fourth grade. Okay. Our, our job was to talk about the Bull Tavern, which okay. was this old tavern right outside of Phoenixville. Mm. It's changed hands forever, but it's an interesting song. So I made it. The history of the Bull Tavern in a song hmm. in 1734, long before the Revolutionary War, Bull Tavern was owned by just William Moore. Do, 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 do. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. He let people stay overnight. <laughs> he was a knight. He let people stay for free. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like the senators and the Lenapees. He was so nice, so nice. He had hunting and archery contest. He was the original owner and one of the first justice of peace, which meant he could marry couples. Woo! Isn't that neat? <laughs> really? Literally, I, I mean, this song has been burnt into my head. <laughs> and I performed that with three other guys wow. on stage. <laughs> oh, boy. And you I was wrote really it excited about writing this song. You wrote it all? I wrote every, I mean, like. Nice. I don't. I. I. I my recollection hmm. of writing that was I took charge. These other two these guys four, are listening these to three this. Other boys <laughs> in fourth grade, like, why the hell are we making idiots of ourselves? I'm all like, let's do this, guys. Like, I've always been that type of person. Uh, that's funny but stuff. But other than my fourth grade venture into 
public performance. Yeah. Um, I, I think I want to put that on my bucket list. Like, actually perform in front of others. Go for it, man. But anyways, yeah. Um, and airline talks. Airline, airline talks. Wait, that's uh, that's the end. Of ep- like for, for our last episode, we need airline talks too. Um, um there was a, sucks. Yeah, airline sucks. All right, Good there job. we go. Um, but no. So, but to end it with my end my rant, ladies and gentlemen, okay. I think you should just walk life with kindness and love in your heart, and treat people as their people. You know recognize their humanity yes. and i think really when it comes down to it i think people start looking at others as just entities around them rather than actual living breathing thinking human beings and i think it's also difficult in i don't know exactly the word i want to describe as but when people speak different languages from you you don't mm. think they're actual people sometimes hmm. i think people think of them as you don't speak english which means we can't communicate which means we cannot be the same uh-huh. and I, and it's just so it's it's so ignorant to think that way because you know as well as I you have just as many thoughts and beliefs and and worries and hopes in your head as I do mine and we speak English so we can communicate those things mm-hmm. but because we can't communicate those things to other people it does not mean we don't have those things still mm. so walk with love in your heart ladies and gentlemen and I hope that if you have a conversation with somebody about this that maybe you don't necessarily have to be as aggressive quote-unquote as i mm-hmm. am but call people out on their bs because nothing's ever going to change if you let people passively or you know forwardly espouse such mm. terrible rhetoric inside our society make them know it's not acceptable to treat people as animals it's not acceptable to treat people as less than humans and it's not acceptable to detain families in different facilities just because they wanted a better life for everyone okay well, simple as that you said it all now, as important as that topic is, correct, and it's important. It affects a lot of people. Yes, there's another topic. There's another issue in America you guys that I think we can all agree is much more important and affects many more people in their daily lives. I, oh, pause. Pause. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope those who have been listening to our podcast for a long time know that this setup that Timmy is doing, <laughs> you know exactly where it's going to happen to go uh-huh. and what the actual tonality of it. And if you do, thank you for watching the Tim and Dave Show podcast. Mm. That means you really do know us mm. and our personalities and how we actually do our podcast. So, Tim, pause, play. We need a space force. <laughs> <laughs> when I heard this story, I was like, don't we have NASA? Isn't that like... That's, no, a military... No, space I know force. what it means. So Trump has said, there's a race to, the, there's a race to space, guys, and uh, <laughs> we need a military branch specifically for the Space Force. Who, who even has the capabilities, honest to God, no one. in the world to do what we do? Uh-huh. Even for private companies. Yeah. We are... You know, but that, that is interesting, though. He said, if a private company beats us to it, good for them. I advocate for that. What does that mm. even mean? I don't know. What does that even mean? So Trump is trying to set up uh, a military force in space, which is probably bound to happen. Yeah, if yeah. we don't get our geopolitical eventually one day. Yeah, our geopolitical. Yeah, exactly. Our geopolitical space properly formatted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's bound to probably happen. However, mm. that being said, I want to. I, I want to emphasize that I, I don't. I think again, it's it's very. Rhetorical, the way mm-hmm. he's re- re- saying he's trying to use bravado uh-huh. to talk about the space force. The first things that come to my head are space troopers uh-huh. from Star Wars, yeah, yeah, and Buzz Lightyear. Uh-huh. So, like, if we can have a culmination <laughs> of those two types of forces together to make our space troop force, like, it'd be a that success. Would be, and you know, would 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 uh, would Trump be Darth Maul? I don't, I don't, mm. I don't know, or you know, or would he be the Emperor? You know, mm. the Emperor Palpatine. Emperor, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine, not Palpatine. Sounds Palpatine. like Palpatine sounds like some sort of like exotic shampoo you buy in Europe. Mm. I would like to import some Palpatine. It's the way in which the you know the tannins go through my hair and make sure that mm. you know it has a, a proper fluffiness to it. You know, wow. it's, it's 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 all the rage in Paris. Right when now. I was in France, I bought I bought some soap that I really liked. Yeah, what was it called? I don't remember. Great job, too. but it was good soap. <laughs> it was some damn good soap. It was. Oh man! So yes, yeah, so we're we're gonna have a space force now, ladies and gentlemen. I hope so. so look to the stars. Yeah, man, and I mean, uh, we got enough problems here on Earth. I got ninety nine problems, but the space force ain't one. Mm, you know what is a problem? What? What? Cowpox. Oh yeah, this was an odd article. So I read in Eng- I read in the BBC that there was a child that contracted cowpox. I've never heard of cowpox. No one has in the past century, I think, because huh. people don't 
get cowpox anymore. <laughs> Essentially, and actually, it's really pretty interesting in its larger scheme of things. A lot of communicable diseases mm-hmm. are actually first derived from animals or livestock that is close proximity to humans oh, yeah. uh-huh. and because of that there is a variation shift where the genetic code of whatever the bacteria yeah. virus that's why the europeans killed off all the um americans, americans. when we came over because we yeah. lived in close proximity with like large mammals so much more than they did so we contracted all their diseases over tens hundreds of well tens of thousands of years and developed immunities then we're going over there and these people had never come in contact with such things exactly and it's, what's interesting is that the history of cowpox hmm. is the history of how we uh inoculated smallpox fascinating so this is i don't care about this kid in a farm that was milking a cow that got small uh, cowpox I, it's not it's not something i have any interest in but the way <laughs> okay. they wrote the article wow was i, I don't care the kid, you're the, really I, man I, I, so long story short, i care the, about the kid okay the kid got cowpox i don't want him to die no, the doctors knew what it was and they're like wait a minute i think this is cowpox and there hasn't been a case of well cowpox. unlike david i wish him the best well i do too i'm just saying like <laughs> no, no you don't you said you don't care well that's not the importance of the story the importance of the story is the history of smallpox all right so anyhow they went to the doctors said we haven't seen it there hasn't been a case of cowpox in 10 years uh-huh. it's been eradicated so Anyways, cowpox. Everybody knows people have smallpox, okay? Chickenpox, right? And yes. kids got them. Uh-huh. Now, what was interesting is that scientists that were trying to f- discover more things about smallpox later soon found that milkmaids would who were known to be getting cowpox, mm. which was a common ailment. That's why sometimes you see milkmaids doing this in like putting their putting their wrist over their head in uh-huh. the sun. And looking like they're about to, excuse me, looking like they're about to faint uh-huh. uh, in, in, in like impressionist paintings mm-hmm. uh, or, or paintings that were Flemish huh. um, because there was a big milk industry there. It was the it was a it was a milkmaid's fever, a milkmaid's cow, cowpox. And they would get that a lot. Milkmaid fever. Milkmaid <laughs> fever. Woo woo. Um, so they would get they would they would get cowpox, which was uh-huh. a, which was a less a lesser serious thing than, than chickenpox. Yeah, yeah. But they later discovered, however, that um, those who had gotten cowpox rarely, if ever, got smallpox. Wow. So they started to put two and two together and say maybe we should expose a person's blood to a cow's blood with cowpox uh-huh. or the blood of a person with cowpox with uh, a person who doesn't have cowpox and then mm. expose them to smallpox. Long story short, they found out, oh my God, by doing this, this person will not get smallpox. They expose them to smallpox, what have you. So then eventually, because modern chemistry improved, and this, I, think was, I think this was actually pretty early on, like during the 1700s, hmm. they discovered this. So early, so eventually they, the modern chemistry improved and they, they formulated the actual whatever strain of what have you that hmm. would make them make people inoculated and it was i think it was 10 years ago there was a full vaccine for smallpox because of this all because people were milking cows people saw that milkmaids did not get smallpox but got cowpox hmm. and they went through that variation of of of, of things so wow. that's how we have a simple essentially inoculated the entire world of smallpox and now all the future generations Minus those anti-vaxxers, uh, or maybe all of us, it because of the anti-vaxxers, mm. uh, will no longer have smallpox because of hey, that. You know? All right. So I got smallpox. You got smallpox when you were a kid. Chickenpox. Ch- chickenpox. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Chickenpox. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Did your mom like expose you to kids after? I was living in a palace with a bunch of other kids at the time, and I don't know. Someone got it, so we all got it. Good. Yep. Go. Saber. So, for our last episode, there's two people who have been very special to the podcast. Very special. Very special. And they both had busy weeks, had big big weeks. Big things happened to them. In Ed Sheeran's case, something small was involved. But <laughs> <laughs> why don't you tell us what happened with Ed Sheeran? So, one of the more interesting stories in, in my personal interest this week was about Ed Sheeran, who is an amazing artist. I still love his work. Okay. Okay. At that wedding, they, they played some Ed Sheeran songs. Oh, boy. I sang Drunkenly, too. Nice. Um... So I think he's a great artist. I, I love his work. Mm. And apparently, though, he was in Cardiff. Cardiff, I think it was. Yeah, capital. Of, well, not capital, but historic capital of Wales. So he was in Cardiff having this big sixty thousand person concert, mm-hmm. and not once, but twice, had to get off stage. Wow! Because he had to urinate mm. very badly. Apparently. <laughs> 
And he said, I've been performing on stage for 14 years, and this is the first time this has ever happened. And no one of, re- of, recollect- of recent recollection can think of a huge $60,000 audience having to wait twice patiently for an artist to use the restroom. He actually stopped halfway through a song called Photograph hmm. and then started it halfway back again after had going to the bathroom. Wow. So Something's wrong. Something's well, he said going he drank on. a lot of water. Mm-hmm. It, he said he drank okay. a lot of water. He had to use the restroom. Uh-huh. And it was just an interesting story. So probably, Sheeran, in reality, he probably had diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you get you heard it first on the Tim and Dave Show podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's a classy freaking, uh, you know, fussy freaking airing here we got going. So Emmanuel Macron, big big friend of the show, big sometimes enemy, enemy, had a Frenemy. had a big um, media event. Not a media event, but a a sort of minor event that like the media covered because it was an interesting interesting entertaining thing yes so he's at this meeting and after the meeting he's going up shaking hands it was a meeting with like students like high school age students right and one of the um high school age students leaned over and said sava manu so man manu is like the diminutive of emmanuel it's like what you'd call a friend named emmanuel Mm -hmm. and sava is like a very informal slangy way of saying what's up so, bas- so basically, if it were Donald Trump, it'd be like, "What up, go- bro? What up, Donnie?" Uh, okay, okay, that, okay, that's okay. what it would be. What okay. up, Donnie? And so uh, Macron stops, and he's like, "No, no, no! You can't talk to me like that. I'm Mr. President. If you want to make a revolution and change the way things are, first you have to finish your education and learn to feed yourself. But until then, there's ways you have to do things. And I'm Mr. President." Wow! Wow! Yep! Wow! That's crazy! Yeah, yeah, if you want to start a revolution, (laughs) finish your education so you can feed yourself. But until then, I'm Mr. President to you. Yep! Wow! Wow! And he—I think he handled himself well in that. I think he didn't didn't overreact, but he—he came across very forcefully. (laughs) That's pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. That's actually pretty hilarious. I think that's a good look for a president. I think so too. I think that's that's well. I mean, to a certain degree, but I think it's just funny. It's like an old man getting angry. Yeah, Mr. Actually, I, I hate it when kids call me bro. It's annoying <laughs> as hell. But I mean, he 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 wasn't angry. He said it very matter of factly. Okay, that's kind of charming. In its yeah. Way, then. I thought I thought it was more like anger. like he he's no not anger. He he was kind of like sort of laughing about it. He said it in a good natured but I'm serious way. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah go figure. So. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to do this. It's like it's how? like saying goodbye to an old friend. Really. Um, so, guys, last week, if you guys don't remember, I, I, I informed all of you and uh, about the next step in my life mm-hmm. and um, how I accepted a job in, uh, in Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And that because of this, uh, Tim and I will no longer be able to continue the podcast, the Tim and Dave Show podcast, uh, in the way we have been doing for over over a year now. Mm-hmm. This is our, I believe, our 53rd, 53rd yeah. episode. Uh-huh. Um, or 54th, I think. 53rd? 53rd, yeah. 53rd. 53rd. So, you know, I mean, like, so I, I'm, as I said, it's just hard to, it's hard to say this to you guys because you've been with us since the beginning. And uh-huh. even though some days I'm just thinking about Tim and I just talking mm-hmm. and then I'm thinking about the editing uh-huh. and I'm thinking about the uploading and all this other stuff, the videos or what have you, or, and learning new program. I had to learn a whole new program yeah. for this episode, mm-hmm. for this show because yeah. – Final Cut Pro got was obsolete, and I had to. Oh. And boy, oh boy, that was daunting at first. It, it was, like, but I grew. From you were it. beside yourself, and you know, even us, like starting this podcast. Oh yeah, like we had no an RSS feed. What is that? Nope. You know, no this, clue. Just the mechanics mm-hmm. behind it, you know. And I think I don't know, like I don't know exactly what everyone got from this uh-huh. in the sense of what was this podcast to them, hmm. and was it just they wanted to hear what was going on in our lives and our opinions because they are old friends, hmm. or are they just people around the world that has been exposed to our work and just was interested in it, or mm-hmm. family members, loved ones? It's just I, what were the reasonings to listen to Tim and Dave Show podcast? But for whatever reasons they were, you listened, mm-hmm. and. What when I and I before I go on on that like what were the reasons why we started this podcast well, I I can say personally for me I wanted to be heard uh-huh. you know what I mean yeah there was things I was upset about especially after the Trump election yeah uh-huh. um the and that, after the Panera bread and after the Panera bread, I mean that's no. really what that was the thing it. that was actually <laughs> let's just really blame it on it. Panera um there was just a lot of things that need to be said that mm. I, didn't, I, I don't think I had forums in other avenues of my life to say them. Uh-huh. And I've been talking to Timmy like this yeah. since 
we were children mm-hmm. and maybe not as pseudo sophisticated or sophisticated yeah. as uh-huh. well well let's say it was pseudo sophisticated now it's actually sophisticated fair enough there we go um but we tim and i have always had um a penchant for a, a trivial debate yes. you know what i mean like oh, we, yeah. we uh-huh. have always enjoyed finding something to point at and say what were you thinking mm-hmm. and you know I think I think you know as Tim and I have gotten older, he went on with his life. Mm. I've been going on to mine, and I think a lot of you guys too can relate to this. And maybe too, this is why you found this show endearing. Uh, you know, it's hard when you get older to be around your friend, mm. especially your best friend, the one mm-hmm. you grew up with, the one you've you 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 you've grown into become men. You know, in in with with one another, and mm-hmm. I think I think it's important for us to take time. You don't necessarily have to make a podcast out of it, but I think too in the hustle and bustle in life, especially in the ever mobile world, mm-hmm. we we lose contact with these people. And Tim, I, you know, and I've said this before, like this is the most I've seen you in a long time. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I can see my best friend every week. Okay, mm. I could talk about things that you know we don't necessarily have to be drunk to talk about. Yeah. Although <laughs> that New Year's episode was kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, we got the, the remember, remember when we did the episode the uh, the um who, who the what do you call it. The Grubhub came, and I'm all like, <laughs> "He's like, Tim, get that pick on that watch. It's, like, it's probably the Grubhub, dude. Like, and you guys were there for it, you yeah, know. And yeah, I think, yeah. I think there was something endearing about that about us. I mean, we it, this was not a commercial success. Let's no, be honest wasn't. here. But you know what? We, we some things are more important than money. I, I, a lot of things are much more important than money. And I think, you know, technical stuff aside, I learned a lot about things in which. I may not have discovered if I had not taken the time mm-hmm. to sit down and just discuss it with Tim. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. And I think that's what's important, too, when you discuss things with people. And it's just you learn. You learn things about yourself, maybe not necessarily factual things, but you grow to learn about things. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i speaking a lot, Tim. What about you? I mean, what, what did the podcast mean to you, man? A lot. It was great seeing you every week. It was great getting my my you know my thoughts out my thoughts right. together right i'm always thinking but right. i'm never always expressing exactly and thinking about something and expressing it so that others understand what the heck you're thinking and talking about it, mm-hmm. totally different skills exactly and this has honed that skill yeah it's honed my conversation skills in general right right i mean how many people can say you know what Every single week, I can sit down and ramble for an hour. It's not the conversation's never going to stop. It's never going to get awkward. Even if we run out of topics, we got some in our back pocket. Right, right. Like, that's a skill to have yeah. that neither of us had in the beginning. Right, and a lot of people don't have. And I, I think I think I have to agree with you on that one. Like it's I, you know sometimes we talk to people about the podcast and what we do is like how do you sit there for an hour every week? Like I don't even know. There have been days where we like nothing True. happened this week. I wasn't really thinking about anything. We have nothing to talk about. What are we going to do? You know what? Let's just turn the mics on and start jabbering and see how it goes. Exactly. Sometimes those were our best episodes. Sometimes they were ones that were unscripted, mm-hmm. and you know. And then our creative ventures. We talked about how we had changed the formats because we were recommended by that by somebody aggressive online. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, you know, we had done. We call it um, the reviews of songs or Christmas songs. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then we've done the reviews of movies that impacted us. And mm-hmm. it, had we, I think, really expanded the podcast and started to really focus on marketing and advertising, yeah. I think, you know, and maybe even buying better equipment. I mean, yeah, we're still yeah. working with the Mixbox guys, which thanks, Dad, for hooking us up with that. Uh, one mic that, that my father also hooked us up with. Uh-huh. This is privilege, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Uh, but we bought that one mic from the Radio Shack that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Uh, Very and then, sad. And then I think the most expensive piece of equipment that we actually purchased was the was the digital recorder uh-huh. for like a hundred dollars. Which originally I, I I wrote a review to the guy saying it doesn't turn on. <laughs> I eventually figured out how to turn it on. Yeah, so I read the yeah. directions. It's not very intuitive, mind you. Um, yeah. And we've had technical difficulties and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I think you know I think if we had pursued it more and actually took it on as a as a venture, I think yeah. we really could make something of it. But you mm-hmm. know what? Here's the thing. We're busy. We are busy. But here's the thing too. Uh huh. I really loved the entrepreneurial aspect of this. This was not a business venture to accrue income. It really yeah, wasn't. No. It was a creative venture mm-hmm. to accrue skills and, again, as you said, an outlet to be expressive to our feelings. Mm. And uh, I, I'm sorry for rambling, ladies and gentlemen, but like, it's just I just I just I just feel like this this has helped us, helped me especially too in my own way to to. 
I, I would love to start a podcast when I go to Vietnam. Yeah. I would love to start additional things. And even when I'm out there, I mean, you have to discuss this, perhaps. We'll keep the channel up. We have another year subscription. So this, all this uh-huh. stuff, ladies and gentlemen, will be it's up for gonna, an additional year. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. For an additional year, at least. And we could do catching up with Tim and Dave. That'd be cool. You know, just like a special, like a series special. We make that the new... The new episode count. You know what mm. I mean? Like, this is Tim and Dave Show Podcast Classic. Ooh. You know what I mean? And then we, the, we'll we have a new intro song. And <gasps> I do. That, you know, that's I'm exciting. Getting I'm getting excited. You're getting excited. Oh, boy. And that's what this is all about. Like, yes. you're getting excited about just who knows? And I think this is what people should do. Find your passions in life, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. Find something that you want to do better in in, 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 in in giving yourself something that you haven't had before. And I think, too, you know, it's for me to again. I, I, I say for me because I can't speak for you all the mm. time, Tim. Mm-hmm. For me, it's just that I'm happiest in my own way when I'm able to express and creatively put myself out there, mm-hmm. and it, it, it gives me true enjoyment to do that. And the fact that you listeners stayed with us, you know, many of you since episode one, you yeah. know, it means mm-hmm. a lot to us, and it means that you know it validates what we what we have to say. Now, I'm not going to say you agree with Tim and I. All the time, you know what I mean. I won't It'd be say strange that. Strange if you did. It, very strange, actually. I would, I would I'd be worried. Yeah. Uh, I don't even agree with myself sometimes. No. <laughs> um, and most especially Tim, you know. Yeah. We don't always agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I appreciate the support you gave us. You know, morally, financially, you know, it was it meant a lot to to know that you know we have these wonderful people in our lives that cared enough for it. Mm. Um. I don't know, man. It's just it's just crazy. I'll be gone in like three weeks. I know. And it's uh it's hard to it's a hard concept, but I, there's a lot of things to think about with that, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I just want to say thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you for doing this, and Tim, thank you for being a great friend to me, and thank you for dealing with. Timmy had, I think two people forget to, Timmy had to work with me. <laughs> no, you were fine Tim, to work with. Tim had to actually work with this crazy guy. Ah, uh, you were great, and you know how I can get a little. What's the word I'm looking for? Eccentric about bit. my ideas of uh-huh. how I want things done and moody, mm. um, especially. But I don't know. I just it's it's great to know that if Tim and I could do a podcast together, we could probably make a business together. And I and I, I'd love to have a business with this guy. Maybe one, one day, day around the long. Maybe we'll just call it Tim and Dave's. <laughs> Tim and Dave's doesn't even matter what it is. It's like <laughs> we sell we sell plastic containers. T and D. T and D. Now with uh, with anti testosterone decreasing <laughs> chemical compounds. All right. So, but no, guys. You know, thanks. I mean, thanks for listening to us. Yes, know? thank you very much. Thank you, David. And it's been a great venture. It has, and um, hopefully, stay tuned for a possible. Uh, reboot in mm-hmm. Vietnam for Tim and Dave Show podcast, or uh, no, catching up with Tim and Dave. Yes, and, yes. Uh, Tim, is there anything more you want to leave off to our audience? I think it's all been said, guys. You know, if I hope, I hope you learned a little bit about, and during our podcasts. Um, I always love, always try to be kind, be be good people. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know this 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 world, this country, this this just this existence is to be really bitter and terrible and. You know, look, listen back to some of the podcast episodes because I, I, I've said a lot about self-motivation and, and just doing doing things the way in which you think you should and and just trying to be a good person. I think that's just – in the end of the day, just try to be a good person. No one's perfect and you just you, – you try to make the best of what you got and just just just, just continue trying to be good. You know, I, I don't know. I just – it's a lot of emotions, guys. What do you expect? I've been with you guys for so long. You know, I don't even want to. I don't even want to end this. I know. I'm man. rambling. I'm rambling. You said it all. There's so much more to say, but at the same time, it's all been said. There's nothing. This is Tim. This is Dave. And this is Tim and Dave. Thank you all for listening for all the all the podcast guys, and I hope you guys have a great life, and hope to hear and talk to you all soon. We will. Hopefully. Ooh, I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. Let's get some food after all this. Right. <laughs> Love you guys. Love you.